Hi, welcome to Tradition! And welcome to Episode 7 of Traditions. It's been a while since you've heard from me. I apologize. Computer crash. It took me over a week to recover from that mishap. Last episode, I was wondering where in the world we ought to go next. Then I remembered. Service providers who host these podcasts provide interesting and valuable insights and statistics regarding when people are listening, what kind of devices they're using to listen, and the countries they're listening from. So I did some investigation into where in the world our listeners are coming from, and discovered followers in the lovely country of Ireland. So I figured, I have sources for Irish wedding traditions, and we have a great many families of Irish heritage here in the States. So let's honor our Irish brothers and sisters with a show about their traditions. As I suspected, Irish weddings are steeped in symbolism and sweet sentiments, many of which are quite common right here in the good old U.S. of A. And it's not necessary to be at all Irish in order to appreciate the beauty and wisdom of Irish blessings and rituals. Such blessings are rich and colorful in Ireland, and rainbows hold a place of special significance in Gaelic celebrations. Here's a blessing to open our discussion that seems like it would be extra important. Wishing you a rainbow for sunlight after showers, miles and miles of Irish smiles for golden happy hours. Shamrocks at your doorway for luck and laughter, too, and a host of friends that never ends, each day your whole life through. The typical timing of Irish weddings awakens memories of the strong Catholic heritage of the country. Tradition held that during the 40 days of Lent, no weddings could take place. So Shrovetide, or Shrove Tuesday, the day before Ash Wednesday and the beginning of Lent, became a popular day to get married. But let's start, as Fraulein Maria said in The Sound of Music, at the very beginning, an engagement with exchange of clada, or Celtic cross engagement rings. A 400-year-old Irish tradition that depict two hands holding a heart topped by a crown. The clada is often passed down from mothers and grandmothers and worn to convey one's relationship status. If it's on the right hand, with the point of the heart towards the fingertips, the wearer's single, or looking for love. If it's on the same right hand and pointing inward, she's in a relationship. When the wearer is engaged, she would switch the ring to the left hand, 
with the heart pointing toward the fingertips. Once married, it would be turned to point inward. Symbolizing love, loyalty, and friendship, clata rings may be worn by single, engaged, or married folks. Adorning your engagement ring or wedding ring with a Celtic cross is also one of the enduring Irish wedding traditions that modern couples love. The leap year proposal has its roots in Irish tradition also. According to legend, a young lady was sad because the men she was interested in were always too shy to propose. So St. Patrick granted permission that girls may propose on one day every four years, the 29th of February of a leap year. So entered also the Sadie Hawkins or turnaround dance in high school when it's acceptable for the girls to ask their special someone for a date. As I mentioned earlier, Irish tradition is colorful. Long before Deep Blue became a bohemian wedding staple, brides in Ireland were donning blue wedding gowns. While white is the color of innocence and purity today, that distinction belonged to blue on the Emerald Isle. If you're looking for Irish wedding traditions to incorporate into your special day, but you aren't ready to go full-on Celtic, blue bridesmaids' dresses may be the way to go. And in case some are wondering what Bohemian style is, although it embraces a sense of flowing liberty and decor, it can be associated with eclectic style. Bohemian style is far more than that. The word Bohemian comes from the French word for gypsy, and it applies to those who live unconventional, usually very artistic lives. The bridal veil has a special significance. In preparation for the wedding, it was important that a happily married woman put the veil on the head of the bride, so she would be happy in her marriage for life. When a bride's hair at an Irish wedding is done traditionally, it's worn in beautiful braids adorned with laces and ribbons. During the ancient times, the Irish considered braids to be a symbol of feminine power and luck. Needless to say, Irish brides are beautiful in such styles. While in most weddings brides wear a veil, the Irish bride wears a wreath of wildflowers instead, and often carries a bouquet also of wildflowers and herbs. But be advised, the crown of flowers cannot be put on by the bride herself, as to do so was considered bad luck. Lots of brides and grooms get an attack of the nerves before the big day. But the Irish, being a rather practical bunch, have historically practiced two traditions to make sure things go smoothly. In olden times, eight and the gander would be the time when marriage contracts were signed and a feast was eaten. Thus it was customary for the groom to visit his future in-laws for a goose dinner in his honor the night before the wedding. This would give him about two hours to change his mind, and once the feast was eaten, the option to change his mind about the marriage was gone. This is also where the Irish get the expression, his goose is cooked. Certainly you have no doubts about your groom's love and devotion to you on your wedding day. 
but it seems some Irishmen back in olden times left their brides a-wonderin'. We've all heard the term runaway bride. Well, in order to guard against the last-minute runaway groom, it was customary to lock the doors to the church once the bridal couple arrived, just to make sure the groom stayed put. A personal tradition for the bride involves a linen or lace handkerchief to carry on her wedding day, usually a gift from her mother. She'd wrap her bouquet in the fabric or just have it handy to blot the inevitable tears. Later in life, this handkerchief would be repurposed into a christening bonnet for the couple's first child. One of the oldest known marriage ceremony traditions belongs to the ancient Celts, who used the hand-fasting ceremony as a sort of mandatory waiting period before a couple was officially married. Now, Americans, with or without Celtic roots, have made this symbolic union one of the most popular Irish wedding traditions. While your officiant may have specific ways to do a hand-fasting ritual, and there are dozens of variations, generally one or more ropes are tied around the couple's wrists as a symbol of the two becoming one. This can be done at any point during the wedding ceremony, but typically it's before, after, or during the vows. A common expression we've all heard is the luck of the Irish. They are indeed a culture thoroughly steeped in traditions and superstitions. We're going to explore some of these picturesque tidbits right after a word from our sponsor, Your Special Day. Today's show is brought to you by Your Special Day, a non-denominational wedding officiant service located in Palm Harbor, Florida. Your Special Day offers small, intimate weddings where the ceremony is crafted especially for you and approved by you well in advance of your day. Eloping? Destination wedding? No time to plan? Florida is renowned for its beautiful beaches, and waterfront ceremonies are common all up and down the coast. But special county permits apply. We're familiar with the regulations and happy to help. Bring us your dreams. We'll help make them reality. From custom-written ceremonies to writing your own vows, we're here to make your special day truly special indeed. Visit our website at www.your-special-day.net or call 727-533-5433 today for more information about our service, pricing, and availability. Call 727-533-5433. Call now. Ah! The bills are paid for another week. Welcome back to our discussion of the many and varied traditions of Ireland. Similar to a well-known real estate sales tradition of burying a statuette of St. Joseph upside down in front of a house being put on the market for sale in order to encourage a speedy completion to the transaction, the Irish, in their devotion to the infant of Prague, believe it is incredibly important for the bride's family 
to place a little wooden statue of the infant outside the church on the day of the wedding to ensure rain doesn't spoil the festivities. I doubt anyone can grow up today without being exposed to the concept of the lucky horseshoe. They're considered good luck in just about every culture they appear. Ancient Celtic ceremonies featured a bride carrying an actual horseshoe with her during the ceremony. But if you've ever hefted a real horseshoe, you know how cumbersome this had to have been. Modern interpretations of this Irish wedding tradition aren't quite so literal. More common these days is a small horseshoe charm in the wedding bouquet or boutonniere or buried somewhere in the wedding decor. Several pre-ceremony traditions centered upon warding off evil spirits. For example, it was a tradition for the bridal couple to share a bowl of salt and oatmeal at the start of the reception to protect them from the evil eye, whatever that is. It's also said that if the couple hears a cuckoo on the day of the wedding, they'll have good luck. But don't cross paths with a funeral on your wedding day for fear of lifelong bad luck. To keep evil spirits away and to ensure harmonious family life, bells were historically chimed at Irish weddings. Because of this folklore, they're now a common gift for newlyweds, and some Irish brides even carry small bells in their bouquets as a reminder of their sacred wedding vows. Some omens are grounded in cash. On the wedding day, the Irish groom's presentation of a sixpence coin to his bride symbolized his intention to support her. The sixpence was meant to act as a good luck charm and a way to ward off evil spirits. In olden times, the bride would place it in her left shoe, symbolizing wealth, joy, and financial gain. At the end of the ceremony, children will go scrambling towards the exit of a church, not because they are rude and dying to leave, but because they know what's coming next, the scramble. This involves the groom throwing small change to children, while oatcakes are sprinkled upon the couple as they make their getaway to the reception. This is also known as flashing the cash, when the groom tosses a handful of coins into the crowd. It's believed to bring good luck to the newly married couple. These days, we hear all manner of ecologically friendly things being used to shower the bridal couple as they exit the church. For the most part, this harkens back to ancient pagan fertility rites. But in Ireland, the original confetti consisted of having a guest throw an old shoe over the bride's head for good luck. That's about as far from a fertility rite as I can imagine. After the wedding ceremony, the bride's mother-in-law would break a piece of wedding cake over the bride's head as she entered the house, so both women would be friends for life. Finally, it was held that if a bride looked directly at the sun when she was leaving her wedding, her children would be beautiful. Ouch! How would she know after practicing such a custom could potentially leave her blind? 
Now we come to Irish customs seen primarily at the reception following the ceremony. In Ireland, when the bride and groom are dancing, the bride must keep at least one foot on the floor at all times. Irish folklore states that if she doesn't, evil fairies will come and sweep her away. This might make dancing slightly difficult, especially during some of the more energetic Irish folk dances. And it seems we have the Irish to thank for the delightful custom of a honeymoon following our wedding. Tradition has it to toast the newly married couple with a glass of champagne or mead. Mead is a fermented drink made from honey to wish the couple luck in their life together. It's common for a wedding blessing to be said during such a toast. For example, May the raindrops fall lightly on your brow. May the soft winds freshen your spirit. May the sunshine brighten your heart. May the burdens of the day rest lightly upon you. And may God enfold you in the mantle of his love. After the bride and groom enjoyed the mead at their wedding, their parents would also make sure they had a supply to last a month, or a full cycle of the moon, which is where we get the term honeymoon. It was believed they would be blessed with a son within a year. Sounding strikingly like Scottish bagpipes, the Ilian pipe are forever competing with the harp as the iconic instrument of Ireland. But while the harp produces a lovely, delicate sound, nothing quite beats the melodies of the pipes. Hauntingly romantic, once heard, few people can forget the sound. Although they sound similar, once you've seen both bagpipes and the illin pipe, you'll always remember the difference. And few Irish weddings will ever get off the ground without a Kelly dance, affectionately known as the Irish Jig. It's everybody's favorite dance form, mainly because it can be enjoyed by even the inexperienced and often enhanced by a couple of drinks. Wow, we've covered a lot, but I have this strange feeling there are more Irish traditional grounds to be covered. So come on, you folks across the pond. Send a note to feedback at yourspecialday2.com. That's the word feedback at yourspecialday2.com to tell me what I've missed. I'll be happy to do a sequel. And speaking of sequels, so far, the most popular episode among you, the audience, has been episode four about premarital counseling. I'm working on organizing a follow-up show to that subject, including some clergy who've impacted my life during the past 20 years. If I can put it together, I'll let you know when it'll be recorded as a special session of Traditions. In the meantime, those are Traditions for today. Sponsored by Your Special Day, a non-denominational wedding officiant service based in Palm Harbor, Florida. For more information about Your Special Day, visit their website at www.your-special-day.net.
I invite your thoughts and comments on today's show or any show from the past. Email your comments to feedback at yourspecialday2.com. You're also encouraged to subscribe to this and all future shows by clicking on the subscribe button below. I'm Tom Hirsch. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay wise. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Your Special Day, a non-denominational wedding officiant service located in Palm Harbor, Florida. Your Special Day offers small, intimate weddings where the ceremony is crafted especially for you and approved by you well in advance of your day. Eloping? Destination wedding? No time to plan? Florida is renowned for its beautiful beaches and waterfront ceremonies are common all up and down the coast, but special county permits apply. We're familiar with the regulations and happy to help. Bring us your dreams. We'll help make them reality. From custom-written ceremonies to writing your own vows, we're here to make your special day truly special indeed. Visit our website at www.your-special-day.net or call 727-533-5433 today for more information about our service, pricing, and availability. Call 727-533-5433. Call now. <laughs>